All right. So it is Wednesday, which is really exciting. Um, it is a day I look forward to um, as not only, I mean, more for myself, more, more for myself, uh, selfishly, because not only do I feel like I get to purge whatever I'm feeling, I feel like sometimes I have a platform and sometimes I get to plug myself and sometimes um, people take things from it. So Wednesdays are amazing. I'm Rachel Vote. Who are you? I am me and she is me. Uh, my name is Jess Anderson. You can find me at photoswithanderson.com or on Facebook. We have that group. It's called Boudoir Photos with Anderson. Cool things be happening in that group. Go check it out. Yeah. Is your uh, Photos with Anderson page harder to find? Because I tried to tag you the other day and it was like, I had to search. I don't know. I, I just, Facebook sometimes changes the rules about business pages and how mm-hmm. you can tag them and you have to be like friends with them or following them and liking them. I was just checking. So the page is up and running. Yeah, it's up and running. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, so they can find you there. Yep, yep. Awesome. Well, um, you may or may not know, but you can follow me on Facebook is the easiest way because I'm old and I haven't Instagrammed or chatted or TikToked or whatever. I definitely don't do the Twitter. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm always open. But uh, on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram, Vote for Parties. Definitely on the stories for sure. A VIP page for 18 years or older with feminine energy. If you're looking for some sexual wellness and intimacy building, it's a phenomenal page. It's one of my favorite places to hang out. And um, we'll be ki- cooking in Chef Tone's kitchen tomorrow. Again, don't know what we're cooking, uh, but super excited about it. Last week went really, really well. Familiar face had popped on again, so yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I just have to praise the universe, whoever you whoever you believe in your bigger power, because I like sometimes when we're doing the, like, the live, I'm like, I know how he puts up with me. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, I know, I think most people know that, especially on a live, it's, it's more energetic. It's me, but it's me times three, mm-hmm. and that's necessary um, but it's still authentic. Like, I'm still excited to be there. I'm still really excited to share. But that's, you know, that's still three, me times three. And yeah. my husband lives with me. So and when he gets on the live, he's like him one and a half. Like, he's not faking it. He's not slow. But he's very professional and yeah. very, like, and I make a joke, right? And, and behind camera, he'd be like, <laughs> and on camera, he's like, yeah, that's my name. <laughs> I think that's also partly just like give him some time, Rachel. But I, I'm already being the insecure one that's like, oh, he probably just hates me. You know what I mean? So it was a lot of fun. Um, it has to has to have worked because he wants to do it again. So I just encourage you guys to tune in. Um, we are having a lot of fun. Um, getting so close. Last week's is almost at the requirements, which was a thousand views and thirty shares to have free ice cream, and it was like twenty seven shares and over a thousand views. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just thinking like. Mm. You gotta find three people so somebody can have some free ice cream. Right. So anyway, so tune into that. And then um, I'm very excited about the empowerment class. We have one happening this Saturday, uh, the 22nd, and the second one happening on the 26th. And there will definitely be some back in September. But I just feel like now is the perfect time to talk about that, in my opinion, because um, I just want y'all to think it's August, but we're already more than halfway through August. And while we're thinking like, I, yeah, I'm like, I'm adjusting in the moment now. Like, oh my goodness, like summer already feels like it's over because the weather's already turning. That's where I'm at, like trying to adjust that acclimation. But I had this really powerful, like hit of emotion yesterday where it was like, no, no, no. What you really need to be thinking about is November, December, mm-hmm. November, December, January, when, uh, for you, you always feel high stress, regardless if it's because it's personal, because it's work related, because it's financially related. You always, always, always find, even if it's like super taboo about like, well, let me, let me make sure I'm conscious of my weight. 
Okay, right. not like overstressing, but like being conscious and aware. Like that's still a journey during holiday season and mm-hmm. stuff like that too. So that was a, an aha moment for me. And I know there's a lot of people out there that do it. Rachel Hollis does a really great like countdown, like a 90 day countdown. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember what she calls it, but um, last, I, I think it's the last 90 or something, something like that. Yeah. And that was probably one of my first exposures to taking that into consideration mm-hmm. because previously I'd always been coming from like a hustle, hustle, hustle mm-hmm. mindset. Um, and again, not just in business, like full-time life, like always grinding it out. Uh, and so when I, I believe it was when she had talked about that, I'm like, what a smart idea. Like what a smart idea to pre-prep your mindset so that you can really feel your best. And so that's why I think that taking the course now for a lot of people is good. Like don't wait until you're high stress because then you're too high stress and then you can't see in the moment that's what you need because then you can't justify with me that $30 is, is, is an investment to you, especially in a time of holiday season spending. Well, I was just going to say, are, will you be focusing at all or mentioning at all, like preparing for holiday spending and not living on credit cards? Uh, well, that's funny that you say that because the first course doesn't really cover that. No, mm-hmm. it's, um, the first course is, you know, it's that basis of discovering what you think because a lot of people are on autopilot. So well, yeah. it, it, the first course is really more of a, we have to get you like, this is like, you're buying the passport. You haven't even gotten to the airport. You haven't even bought your airplane ticket. Like, you know, that's, and it's, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because I've had some requests for a level two class. And at first it was an insecurity that I don't have anything ready for a level two class. I pumped the first class out in 72 hours. Like when I buckled down and was like, okay, you got people that bought tickets. So you better make some content. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I do well under pressure in that regard, but, um, I did the same thing with the level two. Like I had, my spiritual leader was like, She's like, well, take your first class and make it into two. And I have tried and tried and tried, and I just don't know that I can. I think that the flow of the way it works, um, while you're still understanding why your brain is the way that it is, it's really great to say, here's what you need to do now. And so anyways, so that was my insecurity. I don't have a level two. I don't have a level two. Um, but I find myself in my level one class now sometimes going too far. Yeah. Like explaining things that I'm like, this is going to be above their head. And it's not like a a cut down to anybody because no, no, no. it was, it was above my head a year and a half yes. ago, but that should be the intention is that I should be continuing to grow so that one, yes. if you decide to do one-on-one services with me, I'm going to be more equipped to handle your particular situation and expedite your momentum individually, but also for that expansion of my business. Mm-hmm. Of course I want to take people to level two. I don't want you just to get to level one and go, now what do I do? Okay. So I do feel like I'm, I'm getting to a, a place where I'm developing that. And that would be more specific to the thing that you're talking about of, right. all right. So now, now that you understand what you think about wealth and money ebbing and flowing, mm-hmm. that's where we move into the law of attraction of how are you attracting no money in your life and how do you get to getting money in your life? So it would be, that would be a level oh, yeah. two. But yes, like in this time of season, yes, I believe that I would be like, hey, let's let's talk about that. I've had a couple people reach out about finances. And while I do not feel secure enough to coach you to um, millions and millions, um, I do feel like I could help you get emotionally well, aware of your money, which is yes. more important anyway. A, I do think that it's an insecurity of yours because I do think that you're capable of, of coaching people to millions and millions. It's just... You, I'm just so insecure about my own money. You're, you're insecure because you haven't done it yourself. So how? Well, like, yeah. How dare I teach someone? Well, like, yeah. So right now, that, I could coach people to get to a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yes, there yeah. You go. Um, but I think that, like, that's that that will come in time because yeah. right now 
the first step to a million dollars is one dollar. Yep. So I yeah. think that you're on the right track. Um, why haven't we sat down and started brainstorming content for your second wait that we can talk about that on Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just like, well, yeah, that would be, that would be cool. Um, and I am definitely just as a heads up for any of the listeners, if you've taken the class before and you, I mean, I had an exit survey, but if you're kind of like, especially now would like to give me an update about where you are, if you feel like anything has helped you, or if you even feel like something hindered you, like maybe you're stuck on something that I said that you were like, it never applied to me and it actually made me more fearful. Those are definitely things I want to know. Yes. Um, but if you're interested in taking the class again, I've had about a half a dozen ladies take it a second time because they're at a different place in their life. I encourage it because the class is also different because I'm different. I've updated the workbook. I've updated some of the ideas. I just, I without any ego associated to this statement, I'm just so proud of the class because it just, it manifests everything that I feel and want other people to feel. So I've, with this class, I have never felt any reservation, any guilt, any rejection from asking people to consider taking it. So that was a whole long workaround to say there's two classes this month and there will be more. Um, And there is individual coaching. I'm so proud to say that I have had two clients sign up for individual coaching that never even took the class. Well, and I, for the listeners, as somebody who's taken the class at first, you know, I took it because you asked me to take photos. Right. And cause I, I was already benefiting from basically one-on-one coaching for years through the business that we worked together. Yeah. My mentor, um, and became my life coach through that. But I got so much out of the class. Like I don't, you didn't expect it. I didn't expect it because I literally mentality wise went into it as I'm going to take some photos for Rachel I took some photos in the first 10 minutes and then the rest of the time I was taking notes. I still have my notebook full of notes from that class. That's awesome. Um, so it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. I think round two class, once you get the content figured out, um, will be more than worth it because I got so much out of level one that I know that level two is just going to help me get to that. Literally get me to the next level. Yeah. So, yeah. It's worth it. Invest in yourself. Yes. And so future Rachel, I think I just need to cement this. Like when you are struggle busting and when you were like, internally crying because you just don't know if you're doing the right thing that has to be anchored as a moment of expansion Mm -hmm. the uncomfortability that I'm feeling in that moment is the investment in my future and everybody else's future that will have a ripple effect in it so um, I say that with pride that I'll go through it first and I say that to a lot of people about a lot of things these days it's but but I'm not ignorant to think that nobody's gone through it before me because that's who I'm watching so So just remember that, by the way, <laughs> when you start to get to that level, we always say you can't unknow what you know. Um, so while you do not have to become a life coach, you do not have to become a consultant of any kind. Um, you don't even have to be a business owner. You do have a responsibility to consider to share what you know with other people. You mm-hmm. don't um, try to sway them. You just show them what you know. Exactly. Um, and think about that, though, because if you are in a better headspace, you have more clarity in your life. If you have more awareness, you're probably getting what you want more often or at least you're um, more appreciative of the things that you do have and you are less hyper-focused on the things that you don't have, then you want that for other people. Mm-hmm. You truly genuinely want that for other people because you understand that scarcity is not a thing, that abundance continues to expand the more we ask for more things. And what Jess wants is not what I want. And what I want is not what any of you listeners necessarily want. So there is things to be had for everybody. Mm-hmm. So why in the world would we not think, hmm, I wonder if my neighbor across the street that I don't like had everything they wanted, would their life be better? Because if their life was better, then maybe they'd be better to me. 
mm-hmm. if they're better to me, then maybe we could get along. And if we got along, then maybe, like, we could, like, have a block party together like they used to do in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. <laughs> I was going to say 90s because we used to Yeah, yeah. Well, when I lived on this street, we used to get invitations for block parties. Oh, I miss block parties. Yeah, I think it's let's a great... Have, you, let's have one. Yeah, we just, you <laughs> block off literally one of your blocks and everybody shows up with a potluck, like... I mean, and right now, that's great. Like, as you could socially distance from your end of your driveway and exactly. shout at each other if you wanted to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, I'm not. Um, I'm not mad that our intro took 12 minutes because it absolutely is just like the foundational conversation for what we wanted to talk about today, anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and, and honestly, for people listening, this is totally how our conversation. Oh yeah. Anyways. Like. Like, I feel, I don't ever feel like we're recording a podcast. I truly feel like we're just talking. Having a conversation. Yes, because we almost never know what we're going to talk about until we put our butts in the seats. Um, sometimes we make a couple of notes. More often we start talking too much and we're like, okay, we should probably just be recording this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I agree. Like, I feel like I, even with like my lives. So I know there's a lot of people out there that will tell you, you should have notes. Um, and I would not disagree with that. I actually, when I first started, used to have pages and pages and pages of content. Like I, I was just, oh. I was recording the information I was observing and then I would make that into a note section. But that was just like me feeling unprepared to get live on Facebook. I was so insecure that I would literally write out my script word for word and I would put it on my computer screen next to where I was recording in really big text so I could read it and I would just scroll through it and read it as I was going. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree that that was, that was what I was doing as well. And then I started making, I started getting faster about it and just like doing the bullet points with mm-hmm. some little subtext and then I got to just doing the bullet points and now just like our our podcast like my Monday Night Lives well I so I'm not gonna say like listen I'm winging everything like I have a a note section on my phone Mm -hmm. for when a topic comes to me I write it down maybe it's not appropriate for this week maybe I'm still processing it and I'm not ready to share maybe it's just because I I was at a red light somebody flipped me off and reminded me of something so you know (laughs) those kinds of things um so it's not that I'm working from an entirely blank slate but I would also I would encourage like heck to start recording things like that because we put too much trust in ourselves that we should be smart enough to remember everything. Oh my God. Yeah. And listen, with age, with activity, with everything, like just stop putting that pressure on yourself. That was a huge hinder in my business for a long time Mm -hmm. for not wanting to have a calendar or something of that sort. I should just be able to do it. I should just be able to do it. Taking pride in the fact that I would remember all that. Guys, no, my life is so much better now that I have the calendar, no less, but to have this bucket of ideas to go from because maybe one Monday I am high PMSing and I didn't even feel like washing my hair and I have a monster zit that I don't even know if I'm going to conceal before I get on that live, right? But if I have a bucket of things I can choose from, especially if it's a better feeling, then you best believe that when I get on that live, it's going to be that. As, as most people know, like my lives rarely these days are like sad and emotional. Like those are important to have from time to time to reconnect for sure. But I try to be more of the upbeat, Mm -hmm. positive type message that's getting out there. And what I feel like works best for me is to wing that shit. Right. You know, like I will write down five topic conversation things, but that's about it. Yep. You definitely come off more real and more personable and relatable and all the bull words. The bulls. (laughs) The bulls. Uh, And in talkable, because I... It's not a word, but I stumble over my words all the time, or I mix up the phrases all the time. Or I forget words, or like words that sound really close together but mean totally different things. Correct. I do that all the time. Yeah. And my husband has me massively insecure about whether or not I say supposedly or supposedly. I'm like, does it even matter? 
your husband has me concerned about so many different things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be talking, just going along, going along, talking about something, and then he'll be like, he'll, he'll, he'll say one of his little things, and my brain can't even think of them right now. Oh, well, am I like, well, um, this, in this particular case, so we should probably get back to the podcast. I said queso. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. he'll, and he'll literally just blurt out queso. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, now I don't remember what I was talking about. Cause yeah. now I'm just frustrated. Cause you yep. pointed out that I said the word queso instead That's of queso. Right. Okay. That's right. So, That's right. That's right. I love your husband. He's funny. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So, um, last week we had a really great podcast, especially for myself. It was much, much needed to be able to talk out some things that I didn't know how to verbalize. And I was definitely on a spin cycle in my brain going back and forth through the same thoughts. So, and there's a tiny person banging on the door, if you didn't already know that. And we will have probably some problems in five to ten minutes because she's going to have access to the open door as Cole has to return back to school. So anyway, just be prepared for that. But it's going to be good content. So do your best to be forgiving um, because she's also loud when I'm loud Um, on a live. Yeah. So, you know, she's replicating what she knows. All right. So anyway, what we did last week is we talked a lot about like uh, purging some negative feelings and being very grateful for that and why there's a really big, a bigger picture to be mm-hmm. able to do that and what that meant. So what we wanted to kind of shift focus into this week was focusing, <laughs> shifting focus onto how to get what you want. Yeah. Okay. Because everybody out there, that's exactly what we're doing. Every day that we wake up, we have a desire to get something, right? Yes. 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 It doesn't matter if it's literally a loaf of bread to eat or if you're trying to close your next million dollar deal there's something that you want in the day right now what I find happens very frequently for people is that um when you get to the second step right the first step is just living through the motions it's the it is the way that it is I will never have better than I have now um this really ain't your podcast okay (laughs) we are beyond that a little bit um but I would still encourage you to take the class it might not make any sense to you the first time you take it honestly but you're allowed to ask as many questions as you need to but it'll start to open the door and it might not hit you until six months later after the class that oh that's what she's talking about correct but it, it gets in there it seeps into your brain and it does brain ninja things behind the scenes i would agree with that because if you are still an asleep person as we like to refer to you coming to the class is like you coming to spanish 101 exactly right like you're some things are going to be like oh i know what hola means i know what adios means I know what queso means. right <laughs> that's right but if i give you a whole sentence you're gonna have to pick and choose and then you're trying to translate that for yourself so okay. i would I, that's how i would relate it okay so um what people get to in the second level of this process awareness the actual awareness of okay so i'm i'm hearing people tell me it can be different i see other people have done it so i know it has to be possible You even get so far as to say, I know that they can't be different from me, meaning they are more deserving, they're more talented. Those things, um, I think, affect your experience, but they do not determine your future. And I think that's so important to hear, ladies and gents. Lots of people who never graduate high school make millions and millions of dollars. Uh, Lots of people who came from divorced families or broken homes have incredibly successful relationships. So do not let that particular thing hold you back. But that's the first thing you got to work through because you already are brainwashing yourself that that's why you deserve what you have. Yeah, you have core limiting beliefs yes to your core of what you think you can and cannot do in life and it's like i it's overwhelming when you start to think about all the things that you have limiting beliefs about yeah but it's it can be as simple as 
like I woke up in a bad mood, so there's no way possible for me to have a good day. Like that's such a small thing. And having the awareness of that though, because yeah. how much of us just stub our toe and then all of a sudden we burned our breakfast and now we're seven minutes late out the door, but we didn't realize the train of negativity thought. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's a step back of you don't even realize it, but that is what's happening because you have such a limiting belief that if you start your day off on the wrong foot, that you can't change it an hour later or midway through the day. Or even in that thought. Or even, yeah. And that, and that's the practice that you're getting to is that maybe, maybe you don't recognize it in the moment, but maybe at lunchtime when you have a break and you take a deep breath before you have your lunch, you go, all right, well, my morning feels like it was just like crap. Okay. For most of us, especially after lunch, you could easily let that feeling coast, but you also have the ability to sit back and go, all right, well, I know I can't get from anger to joy immediately, but I can try to go from anger to discouraged. That's, that's an easier jump, mm -hmm. right? And then maybe I can go from discouragement to doubt, doubt that even all I'm going to feel in a better mood. That's still an easier jump than all the way straight to happiness and joy, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to get to that point of recognizing, number one, you got the power. Number two, what's the sliding scale? Number three, um, can I really, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you are stuck in the autopilot, the rest of the day is crap. The rest of the day is crap. So I choose to focus on a better feeling. I don't even choose to feel the better feeling because I feel like that's impossible right now. But I choose to focus on knowing that there's the potential of a possibility to feel better. Oh, yeah. You got to go more general. The more general you get, the easier it's going to be. Yeah, like I just stubbed my toe and I'm pissed off at the world. But I'm choosing to focus on the fact that happiness exists. The feeling of happiness exists. It's not even that I will feel happiness. It's just this feeling exists somewhere in the universe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And um, so I remember like when I first started doing that, like mine was a different method, which I'm going to suggest the thing we're talking about, I like better. <laughs> but this is just, I think somebody just sent me this practice. So like if you stub your toe, the other version of that is be grateful that you have nerve endings in your toe to feel the pain. Yeah. Right. And I think that one's harder because it's like, ah, you're yeah. telling me to appreciate the pain. Well, yeah, I am, but that's hard because it doesn't feel good. Yes. Um, but but that was, I think, your gratitude practice. So yeah, so be grateful you have the toe. Be grateful you have the bed to kick to sleep in. How yeah. about that? Be grateful that you have legs. Be grateful that you can walk and that you could stand up and stub your toe. Be grateful that you have a voice to articulate the words coming out your mouth. Yeah. And communication. So you again, and it seems silly, but it's also a distraction. Like it just takes you out of that moment that you don't think you can get out of i just had like an aha moment that this this right here is what i need brett to learn and mm. brett to hear and I, I i was failing to find the words of what i needed to practice with him and it's you need him to what practice gratitude in, oh. in moments where he's frustrated because he like i wouldn't say he has an anger issue at, at all because I, I definitely grew up with a biological father that had anger issues but he has like a frustration um blind spot in life I guess like when he gets frustrated it's like he gets tunnel vision and he can't get out of that moment of frustration until he like literally walks out of the room away from everyone else and like either vents out all the frustration like yells screams whatever like it's never at anyone it's always at the situation mm -hmm. but then it takes him five to ten minutes to calm down but then everyone else's energy is thrown off by it right and so it's it's definitely I just think one of those like he loses control in the moment like loses control of the moment, gets frustrated, and then he doesn't know how to get back to the cool, calm, collected person that he is. So it's just, I think I just had an aha moment. It's just, yeah. it's just having him practice gratitude that 
like for example he got frustrated because our printer kept breaking a couple weeks ago when we were trying to print off a ton of paperwork um and for stuff and so he just kept getting frustrated and i kept saying it's okay like it's it's fine it's a printer we have time we're not on a deadline like we literally we can do this tomorrow we can turn it off literally tried turning it off and turning it back on again and just being backing away and being fine from it and like it ruined his whole night yeah and so it's just because it was one of those things where he had the time to do the thing right then and there and when it the printer came, became an obstacle he couldn't and like he couldn't figure out how to solve the obstacle or get the obstacle working again like it just ruined his whole mood for the entire night and i'm just like be grateful we have a printer be grateful that we have electricity in our apartment that can power an, a printer mm-hmm. be grateful that we can afford ink and paper because that shit is expensive yeah so yeah no no thank you i yeah it's real, fine real world experiences and examples and everything clicks for you and sometimes you know what even though we're the ones that are, are teaching other people these things it, it, it's nice to talk it out and mm-hmm. work through it and reminders daily reminders yeah i would agree with that and i will say here's my word of caution to you and your relationship as you move forward <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, and not just in your intimate relationships, but it is hardest in your intimate relationships, of course, because you want that partner to get to the better feeling feeling as fast as you are. Um, our, our tools are often more vast and sharper than other people's are. So, um, you'll, I mean, this is, this is the, the word of caution is that people will get mad at you because they cannot stand your sunshine and rainbow bullshit all the time. Like they just, I, it's frustrating to me when people say, just let me be mad. And I'm like, oh, I am letting you be mad, but I'm going to direct my attention to a louder source than what you're projecting because you are putting your vibrational energy in my circle right now. So it is legal for me to take my source energy that's making me feel good and go, I am grateful for this because I need to put up my power shield. Okay. So as much as you think it's about me telling you get out of your funk, like, You're being a baby. This is also about, I need to take three deep breaths so I don't go, yeah, this piece of junk printer, let's take it out to the field like in office and beat it up with some staplers, right? So it's just as important and you have that permission because it's going to piss people off. But yes, but if you consistently come back with it, 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 it's important because I have openly said, I understand how that's frustrating that I have a better outlook on this, but I'm choosing to feel better for myself. Right? Like, you can feel how you want to feel. And they still don't like that either, by the way. But you consistently come back with that behavior. They're going to have to accept that this is who you are. And accepting who you are is either a nail in the coffin, the proverbial coffin to your relationship, or it's one nail removed from that coffin where they're like, oh, well, I want a breath of fresh air. Open up that lid. Like, let me in. Right? So it's one or the other. Mm -hmm. And here's one of the things I think you need to hear is that it doesn't matter which one it is. Right now, it matters to you which one it is because do you? I don't want to lose that relationship. I don't want to lose that person. Mm-hmm. But do you want to lose yourself or the potential of who you could become because you were catering to their comfort? Because you were putting up that limiting belief of I cannot, I can't verbalize this. I can't do this for myself because it could have it adverse, affect, yeah, affect somebody else of my relationship. Yeah, it could, it could quote unquote cost me or cause me to lose my relationship right. from living a life that I really want. Right. Which is not necessarily with this partner who can't understand you. Yeah. Or I mean, accept you. I will say, Brett ha- like Brett has verbalized before in the past um, that he appreciates that when he gets really mad and frustrated in situa- situations like that, I don't harp on him or like get really mad. I have had very blunt conversations with him about certain situations about like 
it being a trigger for me and my energy because of my past with my biological father. And right. Like, Brett, I truly believe to my core that Brett would never pick up the printer and throw it in that right. situation. But right. my biological father was a drunk and was abusive and he would get to that point like of where Brett was at, but he would keep going. Yes. So my anxiety when, when Brett gets upset or frustrated like that, when it feels like he's going from zero to 60 is okay, but 60 isn't the last number. Like, like I know what a thousand looks like, there and I'm go. afraid that it's going to go from 60 to a thousand now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we've had conversations about that of just not so much an energy talk, but just when you do that, it causes me sure. to trigger. Well, what you're doing is the right thing, right? Cause you're yeah. not coming to him saying you're making me feel this way. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's soon to be husband. Your behavior is triggering a response in me yes. that I'm stemming from an insecure moment of my childhood, and I need you to hear it. And it's not that I'm asking you to change, but you probably will. Understanding yeah. that it hurts me and makes me it makes me feel this way. Oh, yeah. It's not to guilt trip you to try to build better communication yeah. because if he and came to you and said something you do makes me feel this way, not in those terms, you can't say that. Something you do triggers the way that I'm feeling right now. You compromise. Okay, so maybe next time I do leave the room when I'm that frustrated. Or maybe next time I I push the inside of my palm and I count to three and I take three deep breaths and I give that a try and see if I'm still frustrated and I have to leave the room. Exactly. Right? So that's – I think that um, – as cliche as it sounds, you know, like that's one of the most important things that you need to do in a relationship is that expansion in your communication skills. Okay. Because so many of us are not gifted with a great influence. You can have good influence. You can have okay influence. But most of us do not have influences of great communication and intimate relationships growing up. So if you're desiring it, you can have it. You can have it. But not by saying my communication sucks or my partner's communication sucks. My partner doesn't talk to me the way I want them to talk to me. Because you're asking for more of what you don't want. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, which is a very important thing about manifesting. Yep. Because we're going to get there. Um, and I wanted to take that back to when you're talking about like, again, when you have discord in any situation, remember that discord is basically a reminder that that internal thing, I always point to me, I always point to like right where my rib cage meets. Mm -hmm. You have a really important shocker right there with definitely majority hippie talk right now. But to me, that's, that's where I feel source. Like, I don't feel like my soul is in my head, even though I view everything through my eyes. Um, I don't think it's my brain. I, I feel like everything is quite originally from the center of my body. That's what I feel. So, like, I don't know why. I just, like, instinctively always put my hand there when I talk about it. Um, but when you talk about what you're believing, you have to remember what a belief is. A belief is a thought that you think a lot. Mm -hmm. All right? But when you get to your age of realization of what a belief is, what is my belief in a relationship? What's my belief in marriage? What's my belief in money? It's too late. Your belief has already been set for you. And that's the quote unquote problem, I think, is that we don't, we, we're not cognizant and aware of the first systematic belief setting for ourselves because it was already, it was done before our memory, our memories remain formed, I guess. I don't know what you want to say about that, but um, so you don't even know how you did it. So that's why it's hard for you in your, some people do it as early as they're, you know, their late teens, but for most people it's later 30s-ish when you start to even contemplate what you're going to change your belief to or want to change your belief mm -hmm. or you have the accessibility to change your belief. So it is as simple as that. And I think that that was, a, that was, that was new to me this year. That was new to me this year discovering what a belief is. It's a thought you think all the time. Like oh, yeah. when I think belief, I think deeply rooted something like I was born with it right yeah. I was born with it my parents it was instilled in you yeah yeah that's a better way to say it for sure it was instilled in me but I felt like it was something that was passed on the beliefs yeah. were passed on from my grandparents to my parents to me and it's something that 
you were told to be true Correct. when you were young. And you without any evidence, without any evidence, and you never questioned it. You didn't. You trusted the source it was coming from. You did not question their credibility, motives, or motives, or anything like that. It's you know when somebody told you the sky or was, validity. Yeah, when somebody told you the sky was blue, you looked up and you're like, yeah, that looks blue, and you believed it. You didn't question it. You didn't go well. I didn't blue. even question what's blue. Yeah, yeah. You don't you question just, what's blue. Yeah, that's blue. Which oh, just sidetracked me to. Mason is colorblind. Like he has certain colors that he is colorblind to. And so we play a game where we yell out for yellow cars that we see. And he keeps yelling out for green cars. And I'm just like, yeah, that's green. And he's just like, oh, okay. And I'm like, you know what? It's yellow to him. Let him call yeah, it out. Like, it's, it's not going to gonna matter. It doesn't him. matter. Exactly. doesn't matter. But that's how important that that is. Remembering that language was created by human beings. Mm-hmm. We created, we created language. We, everything. That's when that, oh, this is a big one. Okay. Um, I'm going to write it down. So when, um, when you talk about nothing existing, when you talk about time not existing, right? The first time people hear that, I think that often their brain just feels exploded because they're like, what do you mean time doesn't exist? Of course it exists. It is currently 12.07 PM, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it, it is a hard concept to understand that it's a man-made concept. It mm-hmm. doesn't exist in a sense differently than what you're initially thinking. When, when we tell you things don't exist, most people think... Like, it's not there. Or yeah. you're telling me, like, I'm looking at this basket like across a, mirage, a room and that's a really... Yeah, right, right. Exactly. That it's not real because it's real. I can touch it. No. What we talk about in terms of a man-made concept is that we created the concept to have the basket. So the basket means nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just something that we created. So when we created language, we created that there was a color blue. Animals don't care about what colors are. No, and I... Nothing cares about colors. We just use it to describe the story of our life. I literally... This is something that I've thought about my entire life, and I think... I feel like I've brought it up in conversation with you before. Like, I question that kind of stuff all the time. Like, who named certain objects? Who decided what objects were going to be named or what colors were going to be... And I always come back to, who named a horse a horse? I don't know why that sticks out in my brain, but I'm just like, it's such a weird word to me. Horse? Like... Well, I, I right. well, yes, but like, so, and that's interesting because as we talked about a couple of uh, podcasts ago about like when I was watching this show mm-hmm. that's set in the 18th century or whatever, mm-hmm. that just happened last night because we were watching another episode where these women, because they worked with leaves and herbs and flowers, were deemed witches. And it was a very, very interesting perspective because, you know, she's screaming like she's from the future. She's like, you guys are crazy. These are plants. It's all natural. I've done nothing wrong. Right. And these people have never seen anything work in a way that they didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Right. And their version, what their, their version to treat a child who was sick was to put them in a tree. They believe that fairies would come and take the sick baby and replace it with a healthy baby. So the next morning the baby should be there. But, um, if the baby died or whatever, because it wasn't, it, it was sick. That was why they were exchanging the baby, right? Mm-hmm. They believed that they did something wrong. They they didn't they didn't understand why the fairy didn't take the baby. Like that was their concept of having a healthy baby in that time because mm-hmm. somehow at some point that made sense. Somebody accidentally left a baby in the forest at one point overnight, and the next day it was thriving. And people said, "Lord have mercy." That's how it works, right? Exactly. So for her to say plants are all natural, and they for them to go. <gasps> But how did it work? It blew their mind. So when you think about language as you were talking about, it's the same thing. Like horse is not the original word. It yeah, originated yeah, yeah. from someplace else that originated from some other language that it's the same reason like you say cool, we say coo, 
these days. Yes. It's the same evolution. We're just not thinking about how we're watching evolution happen as we are living it. Yeah. We're right? watching history in the making. Right. And then it's also exactly, it's funny, it's funnier still that we'll go back to old languages that don't even exist anymore. Like, nobody uses Latin. Nobody right. speaks fluent Latin. But you can derive words from that association, it's just, which is, for me, it's just another further... <laughs> further proof of how we're all connected. We are. We're so mad at each other because we're so different. It's like... Pangea? Was that, was that the name of the continent? When it was all one? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, we're all connected. We were then. literally all connected. And then... Here's it. another thing I'm going to say real quick about, like, let's talk about skin color for 30 seconds because this was an aha moment for me. And I, I don't... I, you can judge me if you want, but... I read this thing one time where it was like, I don't understand why we're literally judging people for the color of their skin because where they, where their people originated from, it determines that. There's a reason why people in Sweden have incredibly translucent skin. There's a reason why people in South Africa or Africa or South America have very, very dark skin because their skin became accustomed to living closer to the sun all year long, year after year, evolution after evolution. Mm -hmm. So it needed to have that protection from that UV rays that we necessarily in the Northern Hemisphere did not need. So why we are mad at people for having a different skin color, I can't even. That's my argument right there. Oh, yeah. Don't be mad. Literally, no control. I mean, you already know no control, but literally, there is not a button that you press as you're. We were all we were all purple at one point. Yes, and that's what we ended up with is adjusting to our environment. But at some some point back in history, people with with our fair skin had never seen anyone with darker skin. So the first time you know boats happened and travel happened, we ruined the world. Yes, (laughs) they were very concerned. Because they, it, didn't it, was different from them. it didn't make sense to them. Yep. And it didn't make sense that we could be the same species. Yeah, okay. You, yeah, and this is right. This is all right. We can go. But the only thing that frustrates me the hell is why are white people scared of everybody else and everybody else? Well, I, I, this is just, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a blanket statement. But for the most part, we were the terrible people all the time. For the most part, we are the terrible people. Like, Yeah, that's true. That, I don't know why I said like, that, way, like, how I said that. Like, like, we're still terrible. We are still terrible, but historically, like, I've been watching a lot of crime shows and a lot of, like, serial killer podcasts, things like that. Statistically, I believe it to be true that, um, like, I don't have a number in front of me, so I'm not going to quote you anything, but statistically, like, the most serial killers in the world's history, like, documented serial killers, so not just because we don't know all of them. Obviously. Can I take a guess? White, white men. men. <laughs> yeah, white men. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's like, it's, it's to the point where there are, like, schools of people studying the brains and the functions and the different genetic makeups of white or Caucasian men, we should say. Caucasian so, men. And that it's a biological preset. Like okay, a DNA preset. Biological preset. Yes. So it's it's one of those, it's so funny, like not funny, but it's frustrating to me as somebody who like, I feel like I'm awake to certain things. Like I'm, I don't, I don't like to use the term like woke, but like I feel awake right. to it's aware, aware your eyes recognize certain things and so when it comes to race it's i do understand like i i have societal beliefs that i grew up with that i no longer believe or align with but it was things that were told to me that are racist like racist beliefs that were instilled in me because of society right whatever um but now i can recognize that we did all we are all the same species we did all come from the same place you're right our skin tone literally is made up based on the UV rays of our ancestors and what, what they were exposed to. And now we're all just a blended melting pot. Well, and that's why we're all, we're all washing back out yes. because we're mixing back with white people. Stop doing that guys. <laughs> no, don't, <laughs> no, don't, don't stop that, doing that. But, but, but yeah. we love your skin color. We do. I'm so pale. Yeah. But, 
Yes. So it's it's frustrating to me that that there are still people that are racist and believe that they are superior to one skin color over the other and like that we have like they call themselves like supreme like nationalists yes. and things like that for America and I'm like okay you live in the United States first of all it's not you can't just call it America because there's South America and North America we live in the United States of America um so in the US you can't claim that you are like a national a native or whatever yeah you can even because there is not a nation like a national race there is not one language like dick like language skin color heritage anything of the united states we've literally from the beginning have been a melting pot of and we immigrated here yes or i was gonna say we as an established united states because if you want to talk about native americans then heck yeah right if you want to be like a nationalist to native america yes you can because you can point and say these were the original people right. on this continent. These were the original people on these lands. So if you want Who to Who also be, had different skin color. They did, because mm-hmm. we, the white people, did not come from... I'm sorry, this is not supposed to be a race uh, po- uh, podcast about race. Well, but but it's, it's, it's not. Those, it's, a, it's, a, it's a belief. It's a, it's a podcast it's a about belief in people. Yes. <laughs> and it's just... Ugh. Tiny hands. Yes. If sorry. you truly believe that you are superior to someone else simply because of the color of your race or the color of your skin, this is maybe not the podcast for you because I yeah. don't think you're ready to hear our message. Well, that or you just are not our people. No. Um, our <laughs> people. Wrong. Yeah. Well, in our beliefs, you yeah. are wrong yes. for judging people at the color of their skin. I believe you're wrong, and um, I will also agree with what you said. Like when I grew up, I won't say I don't believe my parents influenced my thoughts on race. I think it was definitely more social media and media and things like that. Um, but there was definitely still a perception, especially that black men were dangerous. And oh, yeah. what, especially with what you're talking about, you know, realistically, people, you should be afraid of white men. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know if you didn't already know that. Oh, you didn't already know that. You, you didn't already know that. terrified of white men. But I want to go down a rabbit hole real quick because you talked about the serial killer and then they're studying these people's brains to be, yeah. because they believe it's a pro- there's a potential to have a biological preset. So when they talk about serial killers, do they think that that's because, like, is it a sociopath type of yes. trait? Yes, it is something to do with sociopathic tendencies. Okay, which is a behavior, correct? Yes, correct. A behavior, do you believe, is passed down genetically or it's a learned thing? I think it can be either or. It can be a genetic behavior, like a genetic trait, or it can be a learned behavior because it's nurture versus nature, that argument. But there are, to me, again, not a scientist. I'm not reading any definitions in the on Google right now. Um, but to me, to my understanding is that genetic behaviors, genetic traits are chemical related. So like like being bipolar, being psychotic, being um, manic depressive. Manic depressive. Those are chemical balances, like imbalances, imbalances and balances in your brain um, that dictate those certain traits. But there are learned behaviors like, ob- like in my opinion, obesity and like yes, you can be predisposed to those things because of your genetics. But those are learned behaviors. You learned to overeat. You learned to, in certain aspects, there are genetic things that cause people to gain weight quicker than others. But if you are severely, like, if you are morbidly obese, that is learned behavior. Because as far as I know, again, not a doctor, not reading any definitions here. But as far as I'm aware, there is not a genetic cause to become morbidly obese. There is not something that that stops you from being able to regulate your weight, maintain your weight, whatever. There are thyroid problems, things like that, that cause you to gain additional weight than other people of the same age, same body style, but not 
morbidly obese. Like that is learned behavior. That is cultural behavior. That is you're emotionally eating, whatever it's, you're overeating. You learn to do that. Yeah. So, um, the reason I wanted to ask that is because like, here's my rabbit hole with it. When you talk about, I agree with what you're saying. I do think that it's, it's a mix of nature and nurture. Um, I don't think it's one or the other. Uh, I think that it's not 50, 50, depending Mm -hmm. on the person in the environment. Um, but real quick, I was just saying, my perception is that people believe that it's one or the other and that they, I think a lot of people, yeah. And that that's why they think a pill will fix it. If it's, you know, a chemical imbalance, just take a pill. If it's an, an environmental thing, if it's a learned behavior, then just change your, change your behaviors. Right. Both. And, and fix it. I'm glad you said that because both sides of the fence, um, they're excuses. Yes. They're excuses for the behavior. And they're quote unquote quick fixes sure like um and when i so when i say excuses like some people might go well how dare you i'm not making an excuse like i want better mental health you're just using a negative connotation on the word excuse yes it it is what it is it's a reason it's an excuse it's the same synonym Mm -hmm. okay um so this biological preset right so i am in a place where i believe um in ancestral history Mm -hmm. like do you are you familiar with like ancestral debt, ancestral all that stuff? Like have you ever heard of that? Like like so learned behavior that was <clears throat> like learned behavior that's passed down generational. Yeah, I would I would argue that would be learned behavior. Like again, when we talk about but unknown learned behavior because it's such an autopilot. Yep, yes, like it's yes. your in, your beliefs that were instilled before you understood that they were beliefs. Yes, yes. So I, I think that's a, a powerful connection right here because if you've never heard of that, like it's a, again another hard concept mm-hmm. to say. You're telling me that I inherited debt from two generations ago. You did, but not physically speaking. You inherited their behaviors. You, you inherited, and even you hear that, you go, "How did I inherit their behaviors from two generations?" I never even met my grandma too, <laughs> because she taught your grandma, who taught your mom, who taught you. Or on the flip side of that, failed to teach. Them. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Taught them to always live paycheck to paycheck. Taught them that money was hard to make. Taught yes. them that evil people did evil things with money. So it's all taught to you. Um, so, and that's hard when you talk about serial killers, because it's like, well, then how did that happen? Like, if their parents didn't kill, and their grandparents didn't kill, and so on and so forth. To me, so you start talking about that ancestral past that you, maybe in that lifestyle, there was unhealthy habits, there was unhealthy communication, and it would just started to build and build and build and build yeah. and build. It's like a really bad game of telephone. They started yeah. with one belief, and each generation, it got a little bit darker, a little bit darker, until it manifested in the serial killer's mind of... Oh, this is what they're telling me. They're telling me to kill people. They're telling me to do whatever. Yeah. Do that thing. Yeah. So, arguably, would you say that you think serial killers can change? Oh, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%, it depends on... It's situation by situation, person by person, because I truly believe it... I don't know how to tell which one, which person could change versus the other, but I think if you got down to a biological level, you could say that, like, yes, this was a learned behavior that they can unlearn or that they can be taught better, or this is a chemical imbalance they see. Um, I'm trying to think of the term for the mental disorder where they like hear voices and they schizophrenia. Schizophrenic, yeah, schizophrenic. In my opinion, schizophrenic people will not be able to change because that is a chemical imbalance in their brain. As far as I know, again, not a doctor and there is no cure to my knowledge for that. So there's no way of, of getting rid of that 
psychosis, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. In my brain. But there are people that learned how to, um, that it was okay to mistreat animals. They learned that it was okay to, that animals are, are less than humans. So it's okay if you kick dogs. It's okay if you kick cats. It's okay if you torture animals, as long as you don't do it to humans. But then again, it was, you know, and they might not have blatantly said it's okay to kick cats, but they, they may have observed their parents kicking cats or kicking dogs or treating animals poorly. And then generationally that would got passed down to it's okay to torture animals because. And even in that realm them. too, like I would say like, so maybe grandpa kicked the dog, but yeah. your dad never kicked the dog, but your dad still disvalued pets so much that you never owned one because that was the interpretation he took from it. He couldn't physically harm them, yeah. but whatever. So that, that's all important. Um, now, if you were to ask me the same question, I would loosely say, I believe that people can change. I believe to that extent, even as murderers, people can change. I don't think it happens often. I think people choose not to. I don't think that people mm-hmm. know that they have the power to. I think society tells them that they can't, so they don't right, so believe per- it. Right, so it's perpetuated. It's perpetuated as their identity. Yeah. Um, but the reason I say that is so, like, I think this is very controversial, but from the stuff that I, I personally have been developing out of my spirituality, my belief system about the human body, the possibilities, um, all of those things, when you talk about, like, the behavioral and then you talk about the biological preset, what is more powerful, do you think, the brain or your source energy? Isn't that hard? It's hard. Ask me a year ago, I would have said your brain. Yeah. And today I say it's your source. Because I thought for the longest time that the brain was the thing that was moving my body. That the brain was the thing that was controlling me. And to a sense, yes. But no. My brain controls my muscles. My brain controls my eye movement. My brain controls the automatic process of my lungs moving in and out. My, my brain does not control my actions. My brain does not, um, you know, it doesn't project my future by making me act. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? I, in this moment, like right now could be furious for whatever reason. I don't know. Like my kid fell asleep during a second period of zoom yesterday. Okay. I could be, I could be furious about that. Or I could say to myself, what reaction will I choose? And I think that's hard to say things like that. It's controversial because when you're murdering people, like, are you telling me, are you saying you would literally just tell a murderer, hey, when you feel that way, stop and take a breath? Yeah, because you got to start somewhere. Right. You have to start somewhere. Um, I mean, I've seen my body do miraculous things that you would say, no way. But it wasn't my brain that did that. It was me digging into my source going, I believe in the power of my body to heal itself. I believe that my cells communicate to the other cells who communicate to the larger mass of whatever it is that I'm working towards. And that's sending a signal to my brain. My brain goes, oh, we know how this works. Cells get together. They rebuild skin. They rebuild whatever. I'll take care of that. So question. I don't know if this number has changed because I heard it when I was young. But I've always been told, I've always known that one of my beliefs is that we only use 10% of our brain power. Correct. And that the brain is the most unknown part of the body. Like we, we know the least amount about the brain yes. than we do any other organ in yes. the body. So do you think it's possible that source is 
the, the other, other 90%, 90% of our brain that we don't understand? Um, I would say to a degree. I would say to a degree because they're still separate entities, even though they work together. Mm-hmm. So it can't theoretically be the other 90%, right? Because who, who says source is separate from the brain? Me. That's my opinion. So that's your belief. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Because the brain is just a muscle. Like the, if I was to die in this chair in front of you right now, would my brain still remain? It'd still be here. Yeah. Right. But would my source be here anymore? It's the only thing that's gone. Yeah. Right. So that's why to me, they're not the same. I would take my brain with me if that was the way it worked. Makes sense. Yeah. So, um, that was a really powerful moment for me because when you can kind of like connect to odd things like this that we're talking to, that's when you're going to start to tap into your power. You mean to tell me that all I have to do is connect with this thing in my chakra to say, Hey brain, I'm ready to make something. I'm ready to make something happen. I'm ready to make a good relationship. I'm ready to make a lot of money. And brain's going to go, okay, but how do we do that? Right? Because your brain doesn't make a dollar bill appear, right? But what's going to happen is that you're sourced. To, uh, we have a tiny person who's crashing our podcast. Hey. So be prepared <laughs> to hear lots of things uh, and lots of giggles. So she'll probably play on the keyboard. Um, so your brain is the thing that does the creating in a sense, but your brain is the thing that manifested it. Yeah. I'm not your brand, I'm sorry, your source. Your source is the thing that manifested it. And um, the biggest thing I'll tell you, like, because we have, we're running out of time and we'll have to do this as a second podcast, is your disconnect is that you're telling the universe what you want and you're not getting it or you're not getting it in the fashion that you think. But your problem, one of the problems, is as we talked about earlier, language is a man-made concept. It's mm-hmm. just like time. It's just like the color blue. Language is a man-made concept. So when you're out there telling source, ugh, I don't want more debt. Ugh, I don't want a crappy boyfriend. Ugh, I don't want to be fat. Source doesn't understand the language. It doesn't understand it because it never had it to begin with. The only thing that, as we have talked about previously, we are innately born with is emotion. Mm -hmm. So source is always paying attention to do I feel good or do I feel bad. So telling the universe I don't want to be fat doesn't feel good. No. So it doesn't matter what you're spewing externally. It doesn't matter what your brain is forcing your mouth to use as words. The thing inside says, I don't feel good. Source goes, okay, we're going to give you more no feeling good. Because that's what you're telling us you want. <laughs> I'm not she, I think that's what she wants too, yeah. Oh, cool. That's the most I've ever heard her talk. No, she's just, she's just rambling at this point. But um, we're getting there. Can I get that pretty rock for you? So, um... That's the reason. That's the resistance, guys. But that make I like that you, the way you broke that down because it very much so is. It doesn't matter what you're saying. It doesn't matter what you're like. For example, last night, perfect, perfect. Ah, example. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so last night, Britt and I um, upgraded our vehicle. We 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 it's time to get a third row seater. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we purchased a vehicle last night, and I could I did not understand why, but the entire time we were at the dealership like doing the the paperwork side of things and the financing side of things, I had immense anxiety and kept saying, like, I literally remember Snapchatting my best friend, Brittany. And I was just like, I was like, I am so anxious about wrecking this car. This is the nicest car I've ever owned. Something bad is going to happen with it. Like, I don't, I don't want to take on this financial responsibility and then be like, be out a car and out thousands of dollars. Also that experience. Yes. And so it's, I I was having anxiety for two hours of, I don't want to crash this car. I don't want to crash this car. But the only thing the universe heard was that emotion attached to this car is so 
nerves, like, anxiety. Yes, anxiety. I don't, nerves. I don't want this car. Yes, I don't want this bad, car. Bad things. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was going to wreck the car right after I bought it. I kid you not. Okay, you can you can ask Brett because I had he saw it happen. It's on Facebook, so it's, it's official. <laughs> but I called Brett thirty seconds after it happened because he he was driving right behind me. But we got three blocks from the dealership three blocks down the road and it was on north 27th street in lincoln nebraska you know that there's like the new deer there there, but it's still kind of farmish land out there uh lots of deer in the area a herd a small herd of deer jump out in front of my car not just one deer that you see on the side of the road sometimes no 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 a herd of deer jump out in front of my car and it's nine o'clock at night so it's dark because you know we got to the uh, dealership right before they closed yeah um but so it's dark out I'm driving a new car that I already feel anxious about. Like my, I felt like my blood pressure was high and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then I almost crashed into multiple deer jumping in front. I remember yeah. seeing the first one and I thought it like it was so far ahead. It looked like a dog. I was like, okay, there's a dog. I see it. I'm aware of it. And then they kept coming and I was like, those are fucking deer. And I, I had to slam on my brakes because like they, I was obviously driving to that, like closer to them and yeah. they would not stop jumping in front of the road. So the car next to me slammed on their brakes. I slammed on my brakes. Brett's driving right behind me, so I was like, if I don't hit this deer in front of me, he's going to slam in the back of me. Yeah. Thankfully, he saw the deer, the first deer jump out, and he had already started slowing down before I had. He's a better driver than I am sometimes. But, like, I immediately started, I called him, and I was hysterically crying because That's my, the point, though. And like, it, my, the feeling. The, the feeling, yeah. Died. Yeah, it is. And, and when when you can get in into tune, because, again, this is not something you'll remember to do tomorrow, guys. No. You're going to wake up, you're going to stub your toe, you're going to hate your day. Yeah. Know that that's okay. Know that's okay. But listen to the podcast again or write on your marker board like I am making this so is one of my favorite affirmations because I am in full control of everything that I do so know that that's okay you're trying to sharpen your tool you're learning a new tool today but what Jess said is so important because the amplification of the feeling will expedite the momentum of the manifestation and that's what you don't realize of your power your power like if you sit and kind of ho-hum about making a million dollars it'll show up eventually when you can get your vibration right but if you're like i can't wait until there's a million dollars in my bank account when that million dollars is there i'm going to give half of it to charity i'm going to pay all my bills when you can get excited about that uh universe and your source is going to go oh my god like she's ready for this but when you're going i don't know like kind of source is going to go okay well maybe we'll give you like it's actually right here waiting for you but you're not at a vibrational level where you can accept it yet because you don't believe that you deserve it or even more so is I can't do this. I can't do that. It's such a feeling negative about a million dollars. Like, there's no way that's going to happen. Correct. I can't You'll never it. get it, though. You'll never, You'll never get, get it. Because Source is going to be like, oh, she doesn't want this. Right. You feel bad about having a million dollars. And you're like, no, I don't. I want a million dollars. Not if your language is not speaking it internally. Yeah. You, If you can sit there and you can literally say, yes, a million dollars feels good to me. And Source goes, ah, we agree with this. Mm-hmm. And you feel in alignment, then you're in the right vibra- vibrational frequency to receive it the way you want to. Mm-hmm. You're still going to receive it. The message you send out to the universe, whether you like it or not, there's three steps to it. You ask, is given, you receive. Okay? Asking is happening 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whether you know it or not. You are telling the universe right now, I want Rachel to stop telling me this crap. I want to make sure I get home on time. I want to make sure that I have sex time with my partner. Whatever it is that you're putting out there. I want to make sure... The same thing, right? Like, I don't want debt. I don't want bills. Those are the same thing you're already asking because the feeling is there. When it's given to you, right, you have to make sure that it's deliberately given, right? Mm-hmm. So check your source, check your feeling. And then the last part is the best, which is just to receive it. Receive it and accept receive it. it. Accept it. I would, I would say that too. And then repeat. Get really good at number three. Oh, yeah. 
And start and start small. Start with right. Small parking stuff. spots, remember? Yes. Manifest parking spots till you can believe you can manifest the house or the yes. pack of deer. Because <laughs> that's pretty big. My best recent example about manifesting something small and good is that I was running late to a chiropractor appointment across, like, you know, across town, semi across town. And I mentally, like, normally I would freak out and be like, oh my God, I have to get there. I can't believe I'm late. How dare I be late? Like, I, like, this is so unprofessional, blah, 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 blah. And I would hit every red light because, yeah, because I'm telling source. Universe says, oh, really, you want to be late. Yeah. You don't really want to be there. You don't really yeah. want to get there on time. But that You want to feel bad. This was, this was two weeks ago. I literally got into my car and I was like, oh, I was like, it's a, it's at least a 12 minute drive. I only have eight minutes. I was like, okay, I'm going to be late. And I was just like, I was like, well, thank God that Molly is such a great person. And she doesn't get mad at me when I'm a couple minutes late and we can just, we always buffer in a couple minutes to talk. So we'll just cut our talk short today and everything will be okay. And everything will be fine. I hit every green light on the way there. Uh, I got there a minute early. And I was just like, I had such a positive experience about going to, like, thinking about going to this appointment. Yeah. Even though it's not going to change anything. I'm still going to get there. Yeah, I'm still going to get there. Yeah. It's going to be fine. What a better path to choose. Yes. And I felt so much better when I got there. Yeah. Yeah. So start small small and then practice and then realize what your power is and then have friggin' fun with it when you realize how much you can create. So tell them quick where they can find you. Photoswithanderson.com or on Facebook. Send me a friend quest. I like friends. That's right. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We got groups. We got events. We got classes. We got cooking. We got it all. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will be back next week. Stay happy, stay healthy, and wash your hands.